Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Glad, glad to see you again, Woody. How you doing? Good. Glad to see you, man. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, one of the things that I, I was saying that I wanted to try to do is to, you know, one of the things we don't get to do enough is to sort of reflect on some of the albums, the albums that we, you know, and, and I've been doing that with some of my, some New Jack stuff. But um, I remember when we had our interview and, and you, you mentioned uh, two groups that were very influential to you guys when you were starting off and, mm -hmm. and how, you know, you, you, you both had one CD each and, and you shared. So, you know, it'd be great if we, if we start off by sort of reflecting on, um, the Jodeci for my lady album and, uh, and, and just get your thoughts on it. Yeah, man. And shoot, before we get started, I yeah. got my Jodeci hoodie on and I actually <laughs> had this made to go to the culture tour when they came through with new edition and um, Charlie Wilson earlier this year. Oh. And I had great seats. I had a sister friend of mine bless me and was like, come go to the show with me. And we had great seats, like so good to the point where, you know how sometimes people like you go to the show and like you have to take your phone and zoom in on the jumbotron to see yeah, people yeah, yeah. up close. No, I could sit in my actual seat and look and see them people like they was almost like they were standing next to me like i was <laughs> right by the front of the stage but i didn't go to the show in my hometown of baltimore i went in washington dc which uh -huh. by car or vehicle is like an hour away okay and so i don't drive so i caught an uber and i got out there but what the show started at seven o'clock i thought i had a little bit of time and it was going to be like on cp time and stuff yeah yeah i got there at like seven twenty. Stood in line. By the time I got in line, I am totally missed Josie. Wow. Totally missed him. And I didn't know it because I sat next to a lady in the audience. And I, I like my fragrances and stuff. So, like, she smelled my fragrance. And she liked it. So she just started being nice to me the whole night because she ain't recognized me. And I was dark in it. <laughs> she just said, oh, you smell good. And when Charlie Wilson was like, who in here, you know, like, who in here with their girlfriend or with their wife or whatever like that? She's like, oh, you're not going to claim me. <laughs> and so I just went that on. We were just having fun. Like, we came there together. So she told me, she's like, I got to warn you. When new edition come on, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to act a fool. So I'm just letting you know now so you won't be surprised. I was like, that's cool because when Jodeci come on, I'm going to be in my zone. She's like, baby, you miss Jodeci. Wow. I'm like, get out of here, man. I came all the way from D.C. to see my guys, which I, who I haven't seen since 2015 when they did the last show that they did. They came to D.C. Mm. And I was able to catch them there and even hang out with them. I got a couple, got snap some pictures with them and everything. Met um, Mr. Dalvin and Devante for the first time. But I hadn't seen them since then, so I was so excited to see them, and I totally missed them. But I had to say it was still a great show. Charlie Wilson, we know he got his for days. Mm -hmm. And New Edition, oh, my goodness, man. Like, before Jodeci came out, this was the order of my favorite groups. It was New Edition was my first favorite R&B group. And then when BBD came off of them, then BBD was my favorite group because they was more, like, urban and hip-hop yeah, yeah. out on the R&B tip. And then right after that, Bam, Jodeci came. I was in school and I was trying to dress like BBD and everything. I had my jumpers and stuff on. It was this girl that I liked in my class. And KC loved this story, by the way. The girl <laughs> was like talking to one of her homegirls because I used to bring now ladies with me every day. So she, she used to come up behind me and hug me and press herself on my back. It was like, buddy, you got some candy? So that was like my only interaction with her bringing now ladies. But then she said to one of her homegirls, she's like, girl, he was looking at BET last night. The girl's like, yeah, she's like, it was these four sexy men on there. <laughs> Their name was Jodeci. 
I was like, hold up. I wanted to think I'm sexy. So then when they would come on, and I was like, I know who them, you know. So then I started, like, changed my whole style of dress from the whole rest of my high school years. I wore everything that they came on TV with it on. I had it on. I never got it, but they definitely helped us to form my whole high school years. And this particular album came out the summer before I started high school. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things is, I mean, and we're going to go through each of the songs um, on the album. Oh, yeah. um, but one of the things that I, I, I wanted to say that um, in Nigeria, the, you know, the, there are two parts of the album. So you've got your first section, which has mm -hmm. sort of the, the slow, the ballads and, and the right, slow jams. Right, right, yep. um, You know, you know, it starts up with Stay, Come and Talk to Me, Forever My Lady, mm -hmm. I'm Still Waiting, You and I. And then from, you know, has an interlude. And then it goes from seven to to twelve or thirteen, which is the sort of upbeat. Right. In Nigeria, the slow songs we didn't get those. We didn't get the Forever My Lady and stuff. I didn't even know who did. We got all the upbeats like my phone and right, um, right. yeah, uh, treat you and it's all right. All those gotta love. Those were the big mm -hmm. tracks. So wow. we, you know, yeah, so I was so I didn't even realize because I didn't realize it was. Jodeci, I just knew the tracks and the beats, and we were like, "Yeah, get right." It's only when I moved to the states in Alabama in '92 that okay. I listened to "Forever My Lady" and all that stuff, and I'm like, and then I got, I knew, I put, but I didn't realize that Jodeci sang the upbeat tracks only until I bought the CDs, maybe a, mm -hmm. you know, a, two years later. So it is interesting how you know the difference between the two of them. But anyway, if if um, if yeah, if we start off with. Um, with 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 stay. Well, I mean, what were your thoughts on 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 that on that track? Man, that's one of my to this day. That's one of my favorite songs in the whole wide world. I actually like when I do karaoke. I used to post the videos and stuff when I used to do it a lot. <laughs> but now it's like with after the pandemic, a lot of places that I used to go to, they don't do it anymore because people mm. don't come out like they used to. But when I would do karaoke, I would whoever was there with me, another singer. I just pick another one of my friends that sing, like, look, you're going to do this part, and I'm going to do this part, and we, we get up there and do stay. That's, like, one of my old-time favorite songs, just the melody of it, the music, mm -hmm. the the playing off of each other of Casey and JoJo. Like, I always call them, like, the yin and the yang. Like, mm -hmm. one sings so smooth and so pretty, and one sings so rough and so powerful, and it's just, like, the, the greatest meshing of two voices that mm -hmm. I've ever heard, you know, like, in a group. Yeah. So that's one of the ones that started for me. I had my sister had a Barbie radio. She had a Barbie cassette player. And I went to a family reunion. Like I said, it was the summer before I started high school. So I had her her Barbie radio on my shoulder like it was a boombox, walking through the family reunion, playing that that tape, playing stay, because on repeat. Wow. I mean, yeah. it, you know, I, and I realized, though, because I mean, if, if we try and go for all, all, all 30 songs, we may, we may be all here all night, but... When you think mm -hmm. of those al the albums, I mean, do you have your five favorites? What would be your five favorites from from the album? Man, stay definitely number one. Um, I love Gotta Love. I love because of the, the video made me love it. That was like the first time that we saw them outside of Father MCs, um, uh, treating okay. like they want to be treated, yeah, which yeah. is the first place what I saw them. Well, since they were grown, because well, Casey and JoJo, and I'm sure you know, because you talked to Mr. Dalvin, you had him on the show. Yeah. And Casey and JoJo were a gospel group, and they actually used to live in Baltimore. 
So, so you actually they knew Lithos, you knew them? No, back then? I didn't okay. know them. Okay. But I knew of them. Like my mom, like all we were raised on was gospel music. I wasn't allowed to listen to music <laughs> okay. that wasn't yeah. gospel music. So like I knew them because they sang gospel. Little Cedric and the Haley Singers, and they wow. were actually based out of Baltimore. So they would go and do live shows here. And actually, Jazz from um from my old group, mm. he his dad was a quartet singer too around that same time. So they actually used to be on the shows with them. Wow. And the first time we went to a Jodeci concert as a group, this was before we got signed, but the four of us decided to go to a Jodeci concert. Well, it wasn't a hard decision. We all loved them. <laughs> but we all got there. And we thought that Jazz was just late because sometimes he would be late to practice or whatever. But I mean, it's cool to be late if you come and do what you're supposed to do. So it don't even matter that he was late. So it's not like saying it's a bad thing, but he would be late a lot. So we like, oh, man, come on, Jazz. You're going to miss the show. Come on, man. Where you at? You know, like we ain't had enough of the pages back then. We ain't had phones. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Them on the page, you're like, yo, where you at? They come, right, come on stage, blah, blah, blah. Come to find out. He never hit us back. Come to find out. His dad, because his dad knew them from the gospel days, Jazz was backstage with them. And the wow. rest of us just sitting in the audience watching the show. He was actually back there with him because his dad is friends with some of their family, was friends with some of their family even back then. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah. Wow, that was, goodness. I got with the, the initial question, my bad, but, yeah. No, I, no, I, no. I, so, I, yeah, no, no. It's, it, I mean, and I guess it's interesting because, I mean, when we were, we're going to review, we're going to continue to review the album, but, but then when you guys were established, because um, you you guys came out when Jodeci was sort of sort of come, you know, had they what when had they released the um the third album by the time you guys came out? Yeah, the crazy thing is they released that album and they put out all the singles for it. And the soundtrack that our first single was on, they actually had a song on that same soundtrack. It was called um, After Last Night, I think it was. It wasn't released as a single because okay. the label basically released the singles from the artists who were actually on Def the label Def that we were on. So yeah. they promote their artists as opposed to the other artists. But it was actually, they actually had a song on that same soundtrack. It was kind of like really like literally without anybody saying it or without us even meeting everybody like that. Like they basically like passed the baton. Like we get ready to take a break real quick. So y'all go ahead, hold it down. That's how it kind of felt to us. Like, man, they actually, you know, taking a break so we can come out and, you know, and I've talked to Casey a couple of times over the years and he always said, like, y'all kept that sound out there. Yeah. You know, like the sound that we created is like, y'all helped to keep that sound out there. So when we were ready to come back, it was, we had a place to come to. Y'all helped to keep that sound, you know, in the people's ears the whole time. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, a lot of people do see the do see the similarities, especially. Um, I actually interviewed Daryl Simmons, and he talked about writing okay. um, um, in your bed. And um, yeah, what was the other song he did for you guys? Um, uh, never make a promise. Never make a promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what did you think of Daryl Simmons? Just just side note. I mean, as a as a really really cool guy. Like as far as like temperament, super yeah. mellow. Like them, yeah, remind yeah. me similar to yourself. Yeah. It's very laid back. And the one thing, and it's like, it sucks because it's so much musical stuff that we could say about him and as far as his creativity and stuff like that. But my fondest memory of Daryl Simmons is that he always had the best popcorn at his studio. <laughs> it was never like no burnt ones, no unpopped kernels, <laughs> just these big bowls of the best popcorn that you ever had in your life. Yeah, good. I look forward to that. Whenever they say we working with Daryl, I say, boy, I'm about to give you some popcorn. <laughs> you know, I I um 
uh, yes, probably spent an hour and a half with him, and he was the most humble person yes, I've ever very. I've ever interviewed. I mean, he wrote, very. he co-wrote End End of the Road and Can We right. Talk and and on all this stuff. But he always looks as if yeah, he was just he just by luck. I mean, he 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 has so much admiration for his best friend Babyface mm -hmm. that he almost felt as if yeah, Babyface, I just hung behind him. And I'm thinking, man, this guy's so humble and he's so chill so i can't wait to show yeah. showcase um his interview but anyway yeah, like, i got to watch that because yeah. he's super cool he called <laughs> he, himself the, the silent partner that was yeah, the name of his he, whole um yeah because he was the silent partner of the right. la and babyface production because he was always there he did right. the co-wrote all the tracks and co-produced all the tracks but you right. know it was la and he was you know i don't want to digress but Going back to forever, my lady. So you you, you said so stay was your first. So what 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 are your other yeah, top three? So top five. So you stay. Yeah. So four more. I'm still waiting. Okay. Um, of course, and the remix. Okay. Um, you and I definitely because JoJo sung that whole song like by himself. Wow. I think King might have come in at the end of this. No, no, you and I they sung together. What's the one that um that he sung by himself? The one. With name name all of them. I can't. It's running. It's escaping me right now. It says I'm still waiting. Um, but the other ones are up tempo, which is um, treat you. Um, no, it's, it's the one before you and I. I think because it's like two I'm of those. Still back to back. I'm still waiting. Yeah, I'm still waiting. And you and I. Yeah, he didn't sing it by himself. It was, yeah, he did sing it by himself on the when they sung it on um, BT. The show they had on BT with Madeline Woods. They okay. sung it. But they only showed one verse of it and he didn't let them finish the song. But like okay. they sung it as like a they were a band at that time because it was the second album, the Diary of the Mad Band. So Devontae was playing the keys. Oh, okay. Mr. Dow was playing the drums and Casey and Jojo was sitting up in the front, like side by side, and they were singing yeah. it. Even when it's a song that one of them leads, the person that the other one of them that sing in the background sing it so powerful that it almost sound like a lead part too. Cause I was <laughs> listening to they did um last night's letter off of the Casey and Jojo album. Somebody posted a video on one of the pages I follow. I follow a lot of those 90s pages yeah. on Instagram and they posted it and like Jojo didn't have a lead part on that song, but the way he sung them backgrounds sung it so powerful that it sounded like a lead part too. So I get confused sometimes <laughs> on the album. You and I we auditioned because heavy D came to our high school and wow. he um one of the guys was able to finesse a way to talk to his label people because he wouldn't talk he ran down the steps with like no autographs he ain't say nothing to nobody came there to film a program at the school so when he left he's just like no autographs no autographs and he just ran down the steps and got out of there but one of the guys that was with us found a way to talk to some of his label people and tell them about our group so they came back to Baltimore. And at the time, the group, it was like six of us. We was like, take six. <laughs> and it was like, when it, every day it was different members or whatever. But like, it was like six of us. And we auditioned for some people from um, Heavy D. The Heavy D's people sent up to listen to us. And it was crazy because it was six of us. But out of the six of us, Jazz wasn't with us yet. But the other three that you saw in the lineup, the original lineup, yeah. the three of us were there. And so they met Jazz once. Um, one guy switched schools and went to the school where Jazz went to perform in our school. But of the three of us, and it was three other guys, the label people said, out of all the six of y'all that sung, three of y'all gonna make it and three of y'all not. And they wow. picked out the three of us that actually, which you come, that you actually saw. And each one of us, they asked each person to sing a song by themselves. And that was my song that I chose to sing was um, You and I. Wow. Mm -hmm. My goodness. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and it's interesting how, you know, how, you know, because you did, I always remember you saying that you had somebody, okay, who had the Cooley High Harmony and who had the um, the Forever My Lady album? Because you said you both, you and, and Cisco had one each and then yeah, you swapped. Cisco had, uh, Cisco had um, Cooley High Harmony. Okay. And at that time, I think I showed you the picture before. He was dressing like boys and men, like he had the, the suit jacket. He used to come up to my school because his school was down the street from my school. Yeah. So he used to come up to my school with the um with the suit jacket and stuff on, like the blazer okay. and the <laughs> and stuff. He had a cane even. One day it was a senior farewell. <laughs> That's the picture I showed you. He had the cane like Mike, and he just was like posed up, and all the girls used to run to him and highlight he really was to people. But then after we traded tapes for that week, he came back and he had on the clear jacket from the come and talk to me video. But oh, okay. he had that clear outfit that they had on, like the jacket and the shorts and the yeah, he had that whole thing and then he had his hat turned back before he had his hat preppy like boys the men with the little bend in it and stuff. Then after that he turned his hat back was like Casey and he he morphed into Casey <laughs> after we switched them tapes that time, man. Yeah. What did you think of Forever My Lady then? I loved it, but it's like to me, a lot of times, like the songs that are the singles are never really my favorites. Mm. It's like I loved it. I loved it because it was them singing and it sounded great. But as far as like the subject matter, like I don't have no baby. Even to this day, I don't have no baby. So it's like I couldn't relate to it the way that somebody else could relate to it. But I think it's genius because everybody that did have babies, you know, it's a lot of times in high school, people do get pregnant. Like we actually have a school here. I don't know if we still have it, but we had a school here just for pregnant ladies that wow. so they they can continue to get their education called Paquin. They actually, um, because I told you it was a time where my mom took me out of the group because we weren't singing gospel music. Yeah, so yeah. it was a period, a big period of time that I wasn't in the group. And they used to actually go to that school and sing to the girls. And they would sing for my lady too, the, the pregnant females wow. and stuff. And get their phone numbers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I missed the baby out some of that one. Yeah, I missed out some. Hey, you can't get them pregnant. <laughs> oh, goodness! <laughs> what about come and talk to me? Because I, 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 um, I, when I look back at the interview I had with Dalvin, he said that Devante wrote that when he was sixteen. I can believe it. <laughs> yeah, I can believe it. A lot of the stuff that was on our projects, we wrote when we was probably around that same age. Because you in school, and that's when you super creative. Like a lot of times, we supposed to be doing schoolwork. We sitting there. I know I was sitting there in the back of the classroom writing lyrics and stuff, and I had like a little tape recorder to record the melodies because I know I wouldn't remember how it goes or whatever. So yeah, yeah that, that's a, that sound about right. But yeah, come and talk to me. I did the initial song didn't really grab me. Like I mean, I liked it. Like I get said once again because it was them. Anything they sing, I'm a like. But <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like my favorite. But when the remix came out. With the little part with JoJo in the beginning. Because mm. JoJo, like, always was my favorite. Well, I mean, initially, KC was my favorite. But then when K when Cisco came up, and he started doing the whole KC thing. Mind you, Jazz wasn't in the group yet. So it was me and him that was doing, like, a lot of the leads, me and Cisco. So when he came in with so into KC and had it down past so good, that I just started focusing on JoJo, you know? So <laughs> then it's like every song that JoJo had a part in, I got super excited. And then when the original come and talk to me, on the album, JoJo didn't sing any lead. But then when the remix came out and it had the little part when they, in the beginning, with Joe, yeah, love so sexy. Yeah, when yeah, that yeah. came on, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I can get with that now. <laughs> so that's when that became like a big hit in my book, you know? Oh, For me. Okay. 
Yeah. So I heard JoJo put his little stab on there. I was like, then just the fact that the remixes that they used to do, and not only them, everybody's remixes back then was so creative. It sounded like a whole different song. Like yeah. a lot of different melodies, different beats. They switched the beat up. Sometimes like the I'm Still Waiting remix they put out was a totally different song. Yeah. Totally yeah. different. And on the maxi single, you remember the maxi singles that was on the cassette, and it'd be yeah. like four or five different versions. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 version. yeah, yeah. Tim <laughs> Dove, but naked Tim Dove version, yeah, all these people version. It'd be whole different songs, you know. So yeah, that I mean, was definitely. When you think of the album, then you you, you start thinking of um, uh, did it make a big impact growing up in school for you guys? That you know, just the fact that. Because prior to Jodeci, I mean, we we had New Jack Swing, with right. you know with Guy, and um, but it felt as if that album, you know, you said the second half was the up tempo stuff, so it started off slow. So if you're listening to from the beginning, you you get hooked on the on the slow jams, then you get into the up tempo, which you know up tempo, which seems strange because it used to be where you start off up tempo, then you slow it down. Did you think? What did you think of of, of that? Man, I loved it. It's like, cause like I'm old, super old school, so I got it. It wasn't no CD when I got it. It was actually a tape. The okay. tape. <laughs> so you had to flip the tape over. So it's like you had the slow side, and then you had your your up tempo side. You know, for oh, hanging out, partying, whatever, like riding in the car. Yeah, I used yeah. to play it when I was in the car with my dad. I think they said one cuss word on it on on treat you. They said, he did it, treat you right. Yo, should have kicked that ass. And I used to try to either turn <laughs> oh, down real yeah, quick yeah. or try to talk to my dad, like, roll out. <laughs> yeah, so he would hit like... him, say ass. And yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, wow, goodness. So, I mean, w- when you think of Jodeci, I mean, as, as a fan, would that be, was that your favorite album from Jodeci or? Between the first two. I'll okay, say between the first between two. the first two because when they came back with the the second one, the Diary of a Mad Band, and I heard yeah. my heart belongs to you for the first time. Our radio station here was called ninety two Q. Well, it still is called ninety two Q. We had two, but the one that ninety two Q used to do something, and they would play a song that hadn't been released yet, and they threw the whole song. They would still, and they probably did it in other cities too, but they would just always say, "This is a ninety two Q exclusive," and they'd keep putting that through the song. So even if you taped it off the radio, you keep hearing that. But it's like they played that, and they played was "Cry for You" the first single off of that that album. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, they yeah. would play both of those. But whenever I would hear um that one, I would get like super excited. Hear my heart belongs to you. I would just get super okay. excited to yeah. run to the radio. So that album is definitely important to me too. And I love the third album as well, but the whole thing of it, the whole theme of it with all the talking in between the songs and the skits in between the songs and stuff, it was I cool. Think it was, it was a concept yeah. album. It was cool, but I preferred the other two when they were just straight up just singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's that's definitely back to back to back to back. I yeah. have a short, like my attention span is jacked up. So yeah. it's like, I just try to <laughs> no, skip yeah, yeah, the, uh, the, the after show party, so it was my least favorite of them. But yeah, I mean, if we look back at uh, the, the, the debut album, I mean, Dalvin did say that when they started with I got gotta love that it 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 because it was it was trying to emulate New Jack and um, and then people were sort of getting tired of that. He says yeah, they 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 were on there they were they could have been dropped until they brought out the ballad and and that just changed. In fact, what he said was um 
what he said is that they started off with gotta love and you know and that was back in february if you think about it it started off in february and mm. and andre was thinking yeah no we're not gonna it's not gonna happen you know we're gonna have to drop these guys it took them for my lady then got released in august so can you imagine how long they had to wait before the next single came out um and then that's one that really kicked it off. And then they started to do, you know, then after For My Lady was Stay, then it was mm -hmm. Come and Talk to Me, and I'm Still Waiting. And the album did three million um, and then just changed. And not only did it change, not only did it change the their trajectory, but I also feel it changed how R&B was because um, I think R. Kelly, in some ways, he, he, he tried to start off like with Guy, with vibe, but then mm -hmm. a lot of his ballads, I think he he probably looked at Jodeci more so than I think mm -hmm. he copied Jodeci more so than Guy because Guy never had that. Guy never had compared to their first album. They had the, in their first album they had the that kind of soul R and B. Um, yeah. The second album was very, you know, the beats and everything, but it it, it wasn't warm and. When you listen to say "Forever My Lady" or you listen to R. Kelly and "Public Announcement," there's um you know "Honey Love" and "Hey Mr. DJ" and all those songs yeah. are very similar to how the Jodeci's tracks was and and mm -hmm. Guy wasn't doing stuff like that. So I think that I think that's people notice that. Man, that's the kind of vibe that people were were into at that time. You know, we think you know yeah. Um, so um, yeah. So I mean, you know, just yeah. Just what what are your final words on 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 um uh, on forever on, on the on the debut album what how what did what's your final thought when it comes to the impact it has on on the culture of, of 90s r&b and it was at that time and it was crazy because it was so many talented groups during that time you had so many that might have had one hit or whatever and just go away and then but you, you always wonder like yo whatever happened to them like them boys could sing but it's the top of the mountain it was boys the men and it was jodeci you know and it's like those guys were the ones that no matter when they bought something out, everybody was running to the store to get it. And people wanted to dress like them. People wanted to be a part of their whole movement and their entourage and stuff like that. Because you couldn't tell me when I was in school, I wasn't a fifth member of <laughs> Like they did get me the, the curls that I did get because I'm just a little shy nerd. I'm a geek. I'm Steve Urkel for real. Okay. But when I put my, I would come to school and I would, like I said, I would duplicate their outfits. And then I was known for standing at the bottom of the school, singing after school. And a lot of people didn't even know my name. They just would call me, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, they helped me as a man. You know, like my development as a man, a lot of it as far as like me wanting to know how I wanted to dress, how I wanted to carry myself and how I wanted to structure even like my songwriting and stuff like that to the point where I wanted a group. And all I wanted to do, and I told, I got the chance to tell Devontae this, oh, he probably doesn't remember because he met so many people when he was out <laughs> on tour and stuff. I said, man, I started a singing group just so it could be a, like a tribute band to Jodeci. I just wanted to sing Jodeci songs to any girl that walked past. That was my whole idea for it. <laughs> I never wanted, never had a vision of it becoming even bigger than outside of the bottom of my school, for real. So other people had visited taking it further and heard it and wanted to take it further, whatever. But that was the initial 
thing behind me even wanting to be in a group because I was too shy to walk up to a girl and just talk to her. I would just want to sing to her. And I wanted to have some other guys there who was going to have my back and sing to her with me. So it's just like those <laughs> guys were so instrumental and so important and essential to it even being any, you know, things that you might hear or love that I was involved with. Those guys were definitely at the helm and at the nucleus of it as far as the inspirations. And that album was just the first of many that just influenced and what they say, show you how to love somebody, show you how to sing to somebody, show you how to dress for when you get ready to do it and all that, man. Like even to the point where I never had aspirations to go pop. Like, you know how a lot of artists, mm -hmm. they want to come out urban or whatever, but their ultimate goal is to go pop. Yeah. I'm like, I ain't never see Josie go pop. I ain't really trying to be pop. I'm content right here where I'm at. I'm happy right here doing this because that's what my heroes did. You know, yeah. that's how my heroes did it. And a lot of outfits that we had to put on, if you see me, my face, like we look at a lot of the pictures of stuff that we did and you see my face and it always look pissed, it's because I ain't like what I had on because I wanted to have <laughs> on something more similar to what my guys would have had on. Like, y'all got me in this shimmery jacket and this whatever y'all got me in, man. I've never seen my guys wear no crap like this. I want to show my tattoos and stuff. Yeah. I want to be out here with a vest. I, shoot, I got little, little arms and stuff. I want to show my arms and my tattoos and stuff like my guys. Only thing I was able to maintain the whole time was these my shades. Hey shades, yep. <laughs> I had my shades like like they had, so I felt a little bit good. But other than that, like man, I just wanted to be just like, just like how they did it. I just wanted to follow that blueprint and wow. do it just like that. So I just thank them for what they contributed and what they still continue to contribute. Hopefully. They will come back to Baltimore at some point, and I'll be able to see them again this time since I missed them last time. I was in the house, and I had this on. This is the first time I had it on since then. Wow. And I said I was going to put it on today since we was going to talk about them. But yeah. yeah. I had been in the house. I had <laughs> gear on and everything, and ain't even get to see them, man. Oh, it was crazy. I'm, I'm, you know, like their family, I think I told you before, some of their family actually lived two doors down from me. Wow. At one point. So whenever they would come to Baltimore, like their family would let me know and I would come down or they would come. Like actually before my mom passed, she got to meet Casey, which was huge for her because like I said, she was a fan of Lil Cedric and the Haley Singers. And my mom was like in the house, like I want to say on her deathbed, but she was like, didn't have long to live. And he came through the door and she was like, oh my goodness, it's little Cedric in my living room and she just couldn't believe it and he was wow. so kind to do it you know and I thank him for that every chance I get but it's just like man just having those guys as role models and then to have them take us on as like big brothers for real big brother role K and Joe especially and it's like I remember one time he told me I came to DC and it was crazy because Guy was on the show that I that it was on. It was them SWV guy. You know how they do like a lot of shows with yeah, all the yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah. We know from back in the day. So K is um his birthday is like a week before mine. So like I'm type person. I don't talk to everybody, but when I get somebody I'm comfortable with, like comfortable with you, can't shut me up. And K is pretty <laughs> much strike me the same way. Like so he he talks, you know. But like when Aaron Hall hit that stage, you better not say nothing to K. He was sitting there just like wow. like how we watched them. That's how he watched us, and that's what he said to me. He said, because his nickname for my old group, he don't. He said he don't call us the name that everybody knows as. He called us Judasy. And he was like, the first time that Judas. JoJo heard 
Yeah, he said the first time that JoJo heard our first single, he came and knocked on his door at six o'clock in the morning. Like, when did we record this? <laughs> yeah. But he was like, and he said that, and I was like, damn, yo, he might don't like us. But he said, nah, he said it's not like that. He said it's not like that at all. He said the same way that y'all looked up to us and y'all pattering a lot of what y'all do at us, that's the same way and the same respect that we have for God. So it's just like a family tree. It's like you got, I don't want to call them granddaddies because Teddy Riley looked younger than me. Yeah. You know, her too. And Damien. Damien be in that gym. So they look yeah. younger than us. But it's like they the, they the big, big brothers, I guess. Not to call mm -hmm. them granddaddies. They the big, big brothers. And then Joe C was the big brothers. And then the group that I was in. Yeah. And instead, I wish I could say that it was somebody that came after that kept the tradition going. But. Who knows? Maybe one day it's not too late. Maybe somebody will come along and, and bring back that real singing as a group and that real harmony and that real, you know, that, that good, gritty, soulful church singing. Yeah, you know? we, 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 that's what we can only hope. But exactly. Yeah, but guys, yeah, you know, this was uh, our first review of um, of the Jodeci for my lady. Next time we're going to talk about Boys to Men's uh, Cooley High Harmony. Their oh, let me say album. one more thing, yo. As I always wanted, and I didn't get to say it to them because they like how we used okay. to be like, you don't catch all of them together at one time. But you know, the interlude right before it go into the fast music on the, yeah. on the tape, means like, it's Jojo, honey, it's Diamond, baby, it's KC, sugar, Devontae, sexy. <laughs> and I always wanted to be there, like, and it's Woody Rock, bitch. <laughs> so now I get to say it, and somebody go ahead. So tell them if they want to put that on their next album, tell them how they have it. My man. Okay. All right, guys. So we'll catch you next time. All right. You're jingling, baby.